Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text then for this eighth Sunday after Pentecost is from the Old Testament book of Jeremiah, and it is read as follows. I myself were gather the rem remnant of my flock, bringing them back to their pasture, where they will be fruitful and increase in number. For this serves as the basis for this day's meditation. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you need a king. There's no doubt about it. Now, you might not think so, but the fact is, you do. You may feel that I'm okay with just the way I am. But truth be told, you need a king. Now, Americans don't like kings. We as a group affirm the government of the people by the people for the people. As a worldly political policy, our American system of checks and balances is good and in some cases beneficial. If you think about it, it works. But before God, the Almighty Himself, you need a king. Someone who will go before you to lead you in battle. Someone who can lead the way. Now certainly you don't need the kings of this world. After all, there's nothing to be gained by that. The kings of the world are selfish, and they prove to be incredibly violent and murderous, as it were. In fact, they're downright nasty. But one can't help it but think about the blood that was shed by the earthly kings throughout the Bible. It was horrible. It was unrighteous. You could say it was evil at work. You see, looking at our text for today, you and I are reminded that Jesus will gather the remnant of his flock, and he will bring them all back to their pasture, to where they belong, where they will be fruitful, and where they will increase in number. But nonetheless, you need a king. You see, the kings of the world are typically not righteous in God's way of righteousness. They rule in unrighteous ways, with wicked policies and decrees and all their acts towards people. They rule in different ways, different than the way that God wants them to. As goes the king, goes the people. You see, the root of the problem is simply this. Kings of the world are self-serving. Their motto is apt. It's all about the power, getting it and keeping it. Worldly kings, they seek their own glory and prestige. They often don't really care about the people they serve. They're interested only in feathering their own nest. Self-dulgence, self-righteousness, self-serving. That's their way. So what then is the result? 
What is the result of these policies and practices? We see it throughout history, don't we? The sheep, they scatter. Every sinner does his own thing. And every sinner goes his own way. And the way is always away from the true gods. Without a righteous, without a shepherd king. The sheep disperse and they wander aimlessly. As is the case even today in our worlds. People are wandering away from God and from the church. You see, in ancient East, each sheep would wander off in its own direction. That is, until the shepherd came and gathered the lamb in his arms and bring him back to the flock. Sinners are like that too. Without a good shepherd king, everyone does what is right in their own eyes instead of what is right in the eyes of God. Isaiah the prophet says it best. All we are like sheep, and we all have gone astray. For we have turned, every one of us, to his own way. You see, here's the thing. In our world today, there are many kings out there, aren't there? Kings that lead us away from God's word and God's grace and God's mercy. A bad shepherd king, if you will is, of course, idolatry. But it will mislead the people and serve only that person's self. Jeremiah, as well as the prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel 34, they condemned the last shepherds of Israel. They attended only themselves. They were only self-serving. They built magnificent palaces for themselves. And they weren't doing good in the eyes of God. You see, kings are supposed to be good shepherds, to rule the people in true righteousness, to lead people in God's ways, and most of all, to unite the people, to serve the Lord in true unity. But in fact, Satan is at work. And these corrupt practices of the kings, they corrupted the people and would lead to their dispersion. Jeremiah he announced the ways of Yahweh, and he speaks, Woe to the shepherd who destroyed and scattered the sheep of my pasture. And in fact, the sheep were scattered among the nations. If we turn the calendar back to the year 587 B.C., Babylon came, destroyed Jerusalem, tore down the temple, and exiled all the people. But for you and I, the story doesn't stop there. God didn't end his message there. You see, through the prophet Jeremiah, God announced a wonderful promise of a different future. In the future, God will regather the remnants of all his flock from all the other lands, from the four corners of the world, and bring them back to the sheepfolds. Not only that, but the days are coming when God will raise up for David, a righteous branch, and a king shall rule and act wisely and do God's judgment in the righteous land. So hear then the good news for you and I today. 
God fulfills his promises of old. He began to restore his exiled people back to the land of Israel. And in the fullness of time, God brought his ancient promise to fulfillment. For God sent his only son to join the human race, to become Israel's human king from the line of David. God gave you a righteous shepherd king. And you know the gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So what did Jesus do? Well, you see, God the Father gave you a righteous shepherd king. And Jesus is that shepherd king who unites all his people like a shepherd unites his sheep. And he adds even more to his flock as the years go on. It happens, well, right there, through the waters and word of holy baptism. He brought even us Gentiles into the fold where he gathers his own from all around the world, and he brings us to God the Father. Jesus is our shepherd king, who is better than any preceding king. In fact, Jesus is God's. And in a few moments, right through our sacred meal, our Lord will nourish you, give you strength for your body, for your mind, you, by faith, belong to the flock and enjoy salvation and safety under his rule. So you need not fear. For your shepherd king is all for you, no matter what. No matter what goes on in the world today, Jesus is with us. And after all those woeful shepherds of the world, in contrast to our shepherd Jesus, who is the righteous branch and who shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the lands. So what does all of this mean for you and I this day? It means that Jesus is the righteous shepherd king. And through him you and I have received true righteousness from God himself. God laid on Jesus, our king, all of our iniquities and all of our sin. And God has reckoned to us the righteousness of Jesus, which he achieved for us by his suffering and death. And that brings us to now. By faith, we now stand righteous before God. Yahweh, the true God, is now the source of all our righteousness. His righteousness has replaced our wickedness and by his Spirit, has promised to lead us in the path of righteousness. So here's the facts. You belong to a righteous shepherd king of Israel. So therefore I say, go. And follow our Lord, his path. The righteous path of the righteous king. And await with eager anticipation for our Lord to return again in glory. And all of his flock together in his glorious eternal kingdom. You see, God 
has given you by his grace. A righteous shepherd king. And his name is Jesus. Enjoy by faith his rule now. And hear the word faithfully preached here in church each and every Sunday. And be taught by his called under shepherd, which is your pastor. Receive the Lord's Supper rightly and administer correctly according to his call. And look forward to the day of the bodily resurrection when you and I will see our righteous shepherd face to face. So go. And enjoy your King who loves you very much. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we say, Amen. Amen. We stand then to confess our faith together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and he sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. And kings shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead in the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated as we gather our offerings and our tithings. <clears throat> 